Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. In this podcast series, a few of the fan club's esteemed and brave members take to the airwaves to discuss symbiote-related comics, movies, cartoons, games, and more. We also provide new updates on fresh media and merch, all, of course, about symbiotes all the time. Every so often, we will go deep into the canon and mythology of symbiotes in comics. Have you ever wondered why symbiotes are weak against Fire and Sonics? Or how all of the seemingly conflicting interpretations on symbiote culture or history all fit together? And what the heck happened to Toxin when he merged with Rays? We'll get to all of that and more in due time. For now, let's get you up to speed. What is the Venom Site? The Venom Site, or TVS as you'll sometimes hear us call it, is the internet's premier and officially slash unofficially recognized fan club for all things symbiote. If you like Venom, Carnage, or any of the other countless symbiote characters, the Venom Site is your central hub to connect and geek out with fellow fans and get the latest news on symbiote merchant media. What is a Venomaniac? You are, if you like anything symbiote. Venomaniac is a fan-made nickname for symbiote fans, originating straight from the Venom site's own community. Now that all that is out of the way, let's get you to the part where, that we're all waiting for. I, Orion, Twitter handle at OrionStarboy, will be your host for this special episode, which is part two in our two-part Venomverse special. In the last episode, I was joined by cartoonist Declan Shalvey, who talked about his Venom Punisher story for September's Venomverse War Stories Anthology. In today's episode, we are joined by the Venomverse event ringmaster himself, Cullen Bunn. Cullen is writing the five-issue Venomverse event series featuring Venom, a.k.a. Eddie Brock, and a band of alternate universe Venoms fighting for survival against a brand new enemy called the Poisons. Iban Coelho will join Cullen to bring the series to life with his kinetic art style. Cullen is also currently writing X-Men Blue, Monsters Unleashed, and Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe for Marvel, and Harrow County for Dark Horse, Regression for Image. Heck, it's getting difficult to keep track of all of your work these days. You're probably one of the busiest creators in comics right now, huh? Oh, uh, well, uh, it... it Absolutely feels that way. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, Colin. It's an honor to have you join us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. So, just a brief background for any new Venomaniac listeners. Colin is best known in the Venomaniac community for closing out the second half of Agent Venom's first series, Venom Volume 2, after Rick Remender's run. He's also worked uh, with Carnage in the Superior Carnage Annual and the Deadpool vs. Carnage Limited series, which is a lot of fun and worth checking out. So to start off, let's talk about your work with Symbiotes in general. Shortly after your run with Venom ended, you talked about what your plans were for the series, if it hadn't been cancelled. You mentioned things like an all-new Anti-Venom, concluding the Descendants story, and the return of Crime Master and something to do with Cal Hendricks, the mystery host who was Agent Venom before Flash Thompson was. Have any of those ideas been adapted for Venomverse? Uh, you know, they haven't. Uh, it's, uh, like, you know, as I said way back, way back when the series ended, 
there there were definitely a lot of uh, of story ideas that I wanted to to follow up on, um, and there's some that I've even tried to uh, to incorporate into other stories going forward, and just uh, it's either gotten shot down or it just didn't just didn't work. Uh, with with Venomverse, uh, you know, it's a very specific a very specific event and a very specific story, so it was kind of difficult to incorporate. Uh, and and it's a series that we're trying to, uh, you know, we're hoping can you know people can can read this and not necessarily maybe people who haven't necessarily read Venom stories up till this point can enjoy it as well. So it just wasn't a place where I could really add a lot of stuff like the the Descent storyline, <laughs> which would have required a lot of background material to to be added in and would have probably confused some you know any fresh readers on the book. Yeah, that's understandable. And so when Agent Venom left Earth to join the Guardians of the Galaxy, a fan asked you what you hoped would happen with Mania in the meantime. Uh, you were a, a creator, a co-creator with Mania, along with Declan Shalvey. So your answer was pretty much something the Venomaniacs community was also hoping for, that she would get involved with Broxen, a.k.a. Eddie Broadcast Hoxon, and that maybe he'd take her under his wing. Now that Eddie's Venom once more, and we've seen from recent previews that you'll be bringing your own creation of Mania into Venomverse, what will their relation be, uh, relationship be like on the team? Um, well, they're, uh, <laughs> they're not necessarily going to be uh, super friendly with one another. They're not, not going to be... Uh, uh, there's no animosity necessarily between them, but, uh, but my take on it at least is that Mania, when she looks at uh, who Venom should be, Mania sees Flash. So she doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, while while I had ideas that Toxin and Mania could be a cool team, uh, she doesn't necessarily like the idea of of Eddie Brock being in, uh, you know, Eddie Brock being with the symbiote, the Venom symbiote again. So she's not uh, she's not going to be uh, giving him any hugs or or high fives or anything. She's not. Uh, not gonna be super friendly with 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 Brock because it's not her venom is the way she would describe it. <laughs> Hashtag um, not my venom. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, honestly, it, we we ended up changing it because it just didn't work in the script. It didn't work on the page. Uh, that page that everyone's seen, which is the double page spread with all the the different versions of Venom sitting there. Yeah. you know, several of them, several ha- of them have lines. Uh, Mania's original line in that scene was. Hashtag not my venom. <laughs> we, ended up, we ended up changing it because it didn't. Uh, it just it, it it just wasn't playing, you know, playing right in the written you know in written form. Yeah. So we ended up changing it. But that was that was my original intent. Was uh, her first line when when Eddie appears there is uh, is hashtag not my venom. <laughs> but, uh, That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, so um, Robbie Thompson, the writer of Venom Space Knight, briefly revisited your Descent storyline at the end of his series by bringing back Mania into Agent Venom's life in a seemingly integral fashion. We learned that Venom's cleansing at the planet Clintar was incomplete and that he was suffering from rage and corruption again because of its link to the Mania symbiote back on Earth, which was still suffering from demonic possession due to the Hellmark. The Clintar Collective, as I call the governing body of the Agents of Cosmos, uh, tasked Agent Venom with returning to Earth to help free Mania of the corrupting influence of the Hellmark. 
so that Venom could be complete in his purification. But as we saw in Venom number 150, a monkey wrench was thrown into that storyline when Venom was forcefully separated from Flash, becoming a uh, further corrupted symbiote during its time bonded with Lee Price, and it is now with Eddie Brock. So how will you address the overhanging plot of the Descent and Venom's Redemption through Mania Salvation in Venom if at all? I think you said that it's not something you want to uh, address. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just listen to this. As as you were describing that, you know, I wrote big parts of that story of you know of the story and I was you know, I was reading Robbie's run on uh, Venom Space Night. Even I got confused by the description. And that's <laughs> that's the nice thing is uh about the nice thing about Venomverse, uh, as a writer and, and even for readers, is that it takes place in such a limited span of time, and they have such a huge task uh, ahead of them uh, that they don't have time. Uh, they, the the symbiotes don't necessarily have time to really dig into some of the storylines of what's going on in the main Marvel universe or Mania's. You know, Mania's uh, Hellmark and and those kind of things don't necessarily have to play a huge big role in you know in setting up what's going on right now. Uh, in this story, you know, they are dealing with something that is actively trying to destroy them, and they uh, you know they have to put some of that aside and try to and try to you know try to survive. Um, but I mean, but you know, let me you know. I can just say this very I, – I don't think anybody would be surprised by this. I pitch mania stories constantly to Marvel. <laughs> yeah. uh, and everything I have – every series that I've worked on for Marvel since Venom, I have pitched mania guest starring or mania uh, appearing in the series. Uh, Monsters Unleashed originally had a big mania storyline attached to it in the in the main event. Um and it just uh, for various reasons those those storylines uh keep falling to the wayside or or they uh they they get nixed you know from from editorial um you know for for different you know different causes yeah. uh the closest the closest i've ever gotten you know to getting back to mania um was several years ago there was a i don't even and honestly i don't even know if this book ever came out there was a guardians of the galaxy team up book and uh, I don't know if there was if that there were, or if there was going to be. I can't remember if the if the series ever launched. Um, there was and like a, there was like a um, Guardians team up book, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I I had been uh, hired to write a single issue of Guardians team up, which was going to be, and my story was going to be Flash returning to to Earth and meeting Mania, and there was going to be a lot of uh, and I think it, well there was there was going to be some action because Craven uh, the Hunters uh, is it I think his daughter. Was going to be trying to kill Mania for various reasons, while, the, while but at the same time, Flash and Mania were going, Venom and Mania were going to be having this sort of heart to heart, because Mania just didn't understand why Flash had left her on Earth after he says, you know, hey, I'm going to be around, don't yeah. worry, and then he abandons her, and I felt like that was going to be, uh, you know, that that's something that needed to be addressed. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but the series ended up not. Going to the issue, you know, I can't remember what number mine was going to be, but either the series, I guess, if the series came out, it ended before my issue um, was going to come out. Uh. So it was never drawn. It was never drawn. I think it never went past the outline stage for me. I don't think I ever really scripted any scenes of it, but uh, but I had it fully outlined of what you know what that story was going to be. 
Yeah, that, um, that was something that we were all looking forward to, you know, just just Flash and Andy getting back together, and then Andy just, you know, going off on Flash, like, you promised me that right. you were going to help me out, and then you went off into space. Yeah, no, uh, believe me, I, it is... Every Marvel editor has heard me say, can we put Mania in this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I'm ta- not just talking, you know, I'm talking... You know, I thought about. I was trying to figure out ways to put her in X Men Blue. I mean, I have I have pitched <laughs> uh, mania stories for a long time now. And there's a demand uh, out there. You know, there's a group of fans, including me. We all want to see Mania again. We want more Mania. Well, I you know she is she's one of my one of my favorite characters. Um, I think she's really interesting, and I think she never got the chance to. I mean, I know that Venom fans, Venom maniacs, as yeah. you call them. They connected with her because they were seeing it, but you know, I don't know that she. I think I felt like she had potential to connect outside of, uh, beyond just people who were diehard Venom fans. I thought she could have built in. You know, she could have. Uh, you know, given the chance, I, I feel like Mania could definitely. Uh, I think she could hold her own series if we really, if she really, if if yeah, you definitely. know, we gave her a chance. I mean, you know, the uh, the fans. We all have this 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 ideal that we want where it's. Mania, it's it's Andy and Flash in the same series, and it's a whole um, adoptive father sure. and child. You, it, it works, you know, because we've seen a little bit of that back when uh, when you were writing it, and we saw only a little bit of it at the end of Robbie Thompson's series. Right, and we want more of that. You know, it's it's not just about the symbiotes or anything. It's like, oh, what would because you know her father died. Flash is um, partly responsible for that, and. Right. Uh, she, Flash also loves her because we can see she, we she, that he loves her, but we want to see more of that uh, kind of father daughter dynamic between them. Well, it, it would have been an interesting it would have been an interesting setup, especially considering Flash's own uh, father issues. Yes, and and I think there it, there was a there was a lot there to following uh, to following Flash trying to be the man his father wasn't. Um, and and I think I've said this many times. People know this. I think Flash, I, as much as I love the character, he's a screw up. So he always screws everything up. Yes. He never does. He never succeeds <laughs> where he should. So uh, so it's. But you know, you never know when those things are going to happen. Too that that you know it, it may happen at some point. Uh, for now, I'm just I'm I'm pleased that Mania. Uh, you know when when they started. When we started pitching this series and talking about it, I was like, "Well, you can't not tell me to write Mania in this. Mania is going to be in it." So we're we're, you know, there was no. I was glad to finally be back to finally have the chance to write Mania again. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, I like I like that point about uh, how you view Flash, Flash. You know, he's a screw up and everything, and that's pretty much every single Venom host so far. You know, Eddie Brock. Um, Mac Gargan, Angelo Fortunato, whoever, they all are so self-destructive, and that's what's so yeah. interesting about the hosts and these characters, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's uh, it's kind of, if you think about it, it's, it's kind of sad for the symbiotes. that <laughs> they, have, they have been linked, you know, for the Venom symbiote especially, has been linked time and time again with these screw-ups, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you wrote some of the best Eddie Brock material in recent history back during your Toxin with a Vengeance arc with Declan Shalvey. It's still one of the most popular arcs from that series among Venomaniacs. 
I have no doubt that you'll be able to deliver even more quality writing for Eddie during Venomverse. Uh, what are some ideas that you didn't get to play with during your run with Venom Vol. 2 that you get to return to in Venomverse regarding Eddie? Well, um, first of all, thank you. Um, that arc with Declan uh, was one of my... It, it's, probably, it's my favorite arc as well. Uh, I'm not sure it... it it necessarily has my favorite issues, but it was definitely my favorite arc, total arc of the of that series. Um, it, you know, it's just a matter of th- this series lets me kind of just dive into Eddie a little bit more. I mean, he's he's a uh, Eddie's this. Uh, I, I don't. I guess you're right. He is a screw up. So uh, <laughs> he's, you know. But we get to the thing. I get to to do with this series with Eddie is we sh- we're showing him in stark contrast to other ven- you know other hosts of a venom symbiote and we're showing how you know I don't think anybody I mean some people will probably say Eddie's a hero but uh, Eddie's not a great hero he doesn't do it right you know he's and if you again if you refer back to that page where he's standing in front of all those all those different uh Venom hosts, you know, he's right there next to Captain America, and you can, you know, you have to imagine how the Venom symbiote with Captain America is different than it would be with Eddie, you know, who was famously the lethal protector, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's fun for me to kind of have that comparison of what, you know, of of Eddie with the Venom symbiote and. Captain America, or you know, or you know, Old Man Logan, yeah. or these different characters, or Black Panther, and they're all very different in their you know in their attitudes, and uh, and you know Eddie, we're most familiar with, but he's he's a uh, you know on other worlds you can imagine what uh, what a Venom symbiote with one of these other characters might have been like, yeah, and and there's. Yeah. Yeah, because you know when you go back, to, um, Robbie Thompson did a great thing with the um, with the Clintars symbiote line. That there's a whole storyline uh, building off of Brian Bendis's uh, storyline with Planet of Symbiotes. How the symbiotes are naturally um, drawn towards more virtuous characters. Uh, they're trying to make uh, you know space knights. So. Right. Um, yeah, we're seeing uh, we're seeing these uh, Venom symbiotes with different hosts like Captain America. It's like that's a great combination. That's what they're aiming for. And then you have Eddie Brock here, who isn't the ideal uh, vision of what a Clintar is looking for. But uh, we're going to end up seeing why he's the best Venom, as you as you've said. Yeah, he's uh, in this series. He's not you know he's not necessarily the the most uh, the most honorable venom, so to speak, but he's the venom they need to get through this. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's it's not. I don't think it's spoilery for me to say when Venom gets into this situation, he's like, "Nah, I'm out. I don't, you know, I don't know you people. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't want to have anything to do with the the rest of you. And this isn't my fight. And uh, that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't get him out of the get him out of harm's way by any means yeah but uh, that's his initial instinct is you know i'm not i don't know you people yeah i'm not one of you so this well that's and that's that's actually exactly exactly right he doesn't feel like he's one of these people either i mean 
probably the one who's closest to him in you know in that group that very you know it, mania and Eddie are very different kind of characters yeah so um another sort of venom story you got to write was with venom pool in your Deadpool secret secret wars and Deadpool back in black and I'm sure right. you're no stranger to my ire over this push for dead what yeah. what <laughs> yeah i'm it's i don't know it's just the whole thing with you know deadpool now being a part of venom's origin it's like uh, okay um but you know we br- we briefly discussed that over twitter however i'll admit that after reading both stories i found them enjoyable as long as i kept telling myself it's just what if <laughs> But in Edge of Venomverse number 5, creative team Clay McLeod Chapman and James Stokoe, uh, I think that's how you say his name, Stokoe? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yes. Uh, seem to... That's how I say it anyway. We yeah. may both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seem, they seem to be introducing us to another version of Venom Pool. Which version of Venom Pool will be part of Eddie's main team during Venomverse? If it, and if it isn't yours... Will you be injecting a bit of your Venom Pool into Edge of Venom versus Venom Pool? Well, first of all, it's not a what if story. That's officially <laughs> uh, that's officially Venom's origin. At least, if you ever ask me. Now, other people are going to have other answers for that, but in my opinion, it is official uh, canon history. But we'll move past that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the version of uh, Venom Pool in this story is the one. The, it's the Venom you saw in the Edge of Venomverse stories. So it's not. It's not uh, Deadpool from uh, the main Marvel universe wearing the symbiote. It's not that character. It's. It is actual Venom Pool from the Edge of Venom Venomverse. Now, writing and and he has a pretty significant role to play in this series. Um, writing him, it's it's tough for me not to inject a little bit of what I would, you know, you know, to some degree I'm writing him as, as the you know Deadpool wearing the the symbiote that I wrote before, but um, but it's definitely a different character too. As I read him, I'm like, oh yeah, this is not the same guy, and I'm not writing the same guy. Although there may be a few small, uh, you know, traits that are are similar between the two, but uh, but I'm definitely using the 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 edge of venom verse Version. venom pool in this one. Yeah. All right, and um, so the poisons are venom's newest predators to be introduced during this venomverse event. Prior to them, venom has gone up against two other symbiote predators: the xenophage, which is one of the symbiote's natural predators who appeared in Venom: The Hunted, one of the various '90s miniseries, and mm-hmm. the Symbiote Slayers, another of your creations that debuted during the Toxic with the Vengeance storyline. I personally love how we're getting to see more symbiote-themed characters, especially their predators. A question that has been on many Venomaniacs' minds has been: Are the poisons strictly Venom's predators? Or are they a natural predator to the Clintar series us uh, species? That is a wonderful question. Um, the answer is they are predators to Clintar. Ah. Now, as you'll see in this series, for specific reasons, that's there's a specific reason that you're seeing Venom-themed heroes in this series. But uh, but if if we really dig down deep into it. 
uh, and and I, I don't want to I I can't give away too much about the poisons and the, their, the nature of the poisons and how they work. Um, but once you once that is revealed and you 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 kind of understand the poisons a little better, you'll see that it makes sense that they have to be predators to the Clintar. Um, but uh, in this series, in particular, they are predators to uh, Venom symbiotes because of the way the story is set up and how uh, these different characters get brought into uh, into this adventure. Interesting. That's very interesting. So, so to clarify, the poison the poisons are actually another symbiote race predator. They they are they are. Hmm. How do I say? So. I, again, I don't want to give away too much here. The the poisons. It's interesting. I'm not even a hundred percent sure you would call them a natural predator to the symbiotes. That'll give you something to talk about. Oh, okay. um, are they are they natural predators or not? But they uh, they are a definitely a huge threat to the symbiotes. Um, but uh, you'll have to see how they uh, how they work um, a little bit. They are they are something completely new. Uh, to the comics, and they are—they are a huge, huge threat. Um, as you'll see right away, you'll see the kind of destructive capability of these creatures, and uh, and uh, I, th- you know, I think they'll—they'll they'll leave a lasting, lasting mark on uh, on symbiote history, I believe. Okay. And uh, so now, as we have seen from recent art previews for Venomverse number one, an alternate universe Spider-Man bonded with the Venom symbiote suit will be part of the main team. It already looks like Eddie and this Peter Parker won't be getting along well. There also seems to be an interesting development for this Spider-Man early on in the event that will turn the tables on our Eddie and his team. What are your inspirations for Eddie's relationship with this other Spider-Man, and how could it possibly change Eddie or the Venom symbiote's opinion of the main 616 universe Spider-Man going forward? Um, so as I started working on this series, one of the, the nice things that, that I was able to do is I kind of can build personalities and histories for each of these characters because Spider-Man in this uh, in this series is obviously not our Spider-Man. Uh, so, I, but I started, uh, and this is never something I never on page go out and say. You know, this Spider-Man never says my history is that I found a symbiote and then I met Eddie Brock and he tried to kill me, or you know, he never says that. But in my mind, I know a, I know sort of a story for this Spider-Man, where he comes from, what he did, and you know how he lived his life and how he interacted with both uh, Venom and Eddie Brock. I kind of develop that for myself, if nothing else. And I decided that this, and the way this story played out in my mind, this Spider-Man really hates Eddie Brock and Venom. He doesn't trust him, doesn't like him. Uh, they have sort of a, an, a, there was an Eddie Brock in his world, and the two have a very uh, tangled history with the Venom symbiote. Hmm. So when Ven- when Eddie shows up. This Spider-Man is the first to call him out and say, no, we're not working with this guy. I don't care what we're up against. He's – this guy is bad news. And and Eddie you know, says something to the effect of, I don't know who you think you're dealing with, but I'm not that guy. And that's an ongoing theme for Eddie is, is he that guy or not? Is he you – know, what, you know, what is – at the end of the day, 
what is Eddie Brock going to be? Is he going to be a hero, a villain, a lethal protector? Where is he falling, and how does he find out where he fits in in this world of, of heroes? Yeah. And, and, and Spider-Man is the first to call him out on that and, uh, and kind of you know, tell him you know, this is you know, – you, you know, the Eddie Brock I knew was, an, was a terrible person. Yeah, and uh, and you're and, and you may say you're a different guy, but you're really that guy. And I think it, it kind of sets that up in Eddie's mind. Um, you're right. There's some some interesting developments with that Spider-Man early on, which helps cement some things in in Eddie's uh, mind and 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 kind of puts Eddie on. You know, it sets Eddie apart from saying I want to go home to all right. I'm here. Let's let's do what we've got to do. Um, well, so pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so it's great because, you know, we, Eddie's have, Eddie's had this long, uh, almost 30 year history, almost, not, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. The the, the symbiote's been around for 30 years, almost next year, but, you know, um, but he's had this long history. We've seen him range from being a full on villain to a lethal protector and almost to heroic, um, as anti-venom, you know? Right. Um, so now he's getting this second chance again with Venom. He's trying to redefine himself, but he's the sort of character, as you call him, a screw up, where he has his own faults. As I like to, as I like to point out, you know, um, it's it, it's all about his. He has daddy issues. He has definite daddy <laughs> issues, um, in which he's constantly trying to prove himself better than what other people believe him to be. Uh, even though his methodology makes him not a great person, right? So this is going to be. This sounds like it's going to be a real challenge for him because Spider-Man, this alternate universe Spider-Man, who's known another Eddie Brock, who's just, I guess, terrible, if as you could probably put it, uh, is going to yeah, be like. In, in my mind, just so you know, in my mind, the relationship between Spider-Man and Eddie, and this Spider-Man and Eddie, in their world, never really progressed. Beyond those initial, you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie hated, you know, the, the events. In my mind, I picture the events up until the moment where Eddie became Venom. Yeah, those all played out the same. Oh, okay. and then uh, and then their relationship. Uh, it never got beyond the. Uh, there was never any change between uh, uh, hated enemies on on their world. Yeah, and 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 it, there was sort of there, in, in my mind there was always an. an an escalation, continuing escalation between these two, and you can almost see what that. You, you can almost imagine if that if there if that animosity continued to escalate between the two, where that might have led, um, and it obviously led to Spider-Man having the Venom symbiote again. So uh, you know that it's a I, again. I'm never going to 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 spell it out in this in this series, but uh, you know I think your imagination can play what you know where dark corners that could have gone between these two. Yeah. Uh, because it's no, you know, it it is no. It's Spider-Man makes it no secret that he hates Eddie. When, yeah. Uh, when he uh, gets there, and that's very different from the main universe Spider-Man because uh, I've pointed out, and other people have pointed out that Spider-Man is just a huge hypocrite when it comes to <laughs> symbiotes and Eddie Brock. You know, we we've seen Eddie Brock change for the better in the past. And, you know, Spider-Man has forgiven him every now and then. But it seems like every time Eddie Brock or Venom shows up, 
main universe Spider-Man is just gets all out of out of whack and just sure. starts, you know, attacking Eddie for no reason. Like, okay, uh, and then in this alternate Spider-Man, it seems like everything is justified. He's like, okay, yeah, I don't like Eddie Brock at all, um, and this is why. Whereas with Spider-Man, uh, with main universe Spider-Man, it's just old scars that he refuses to right. just forgive and forget. Yeah, yeah, that how this is going to play out with uh, with them. So Yeah. Okay, as I mentioned before, you created Mania along with Declan. Uh, she has a cult following of sorts among Venomaniacs, and a few of us devour every scrap of Mania content we can get uh, whenever and wherever we can get it. If you ever got the chance, would you write a Mania series or a series starring her, and what would you do with that opportunity? Oh yeah, without a, without a doubt, I would... I would uh, I would jump on the chance to write a Mania series. Uh, I don't know where where I would go with it, but uh, but I think uh, I think telling a a very a very street level uh, story with Mania kind of as the star, but also dealing with sort of these uh, the the issues that a young woman deals with in real life, I think could be uh, it, it would kind of turn some of the turn some of the you know the, the what made Peter Parker as a young character, you know, becoming Spider-Man so interesting was dealing with real life versus versus being a hero. And I, I would love to see a character like Mania dealing with real life, but also dealing with being this sort of anti-hero character. Um, and uh, and I, I think it would be a lot of fun. So yeah, in, in a heartbeat, I would I would uh, I would write a, a Mania series if ever given. Given the chance, yeah, I could definitely see her struggling with the concept of power and responsibility. You know, yes, yeah, and you know, Mania is very much a, you know, she's she's impatient. She's she, she's uh, she's impatient. She's bored with life, and uh, I think that's a uh, that would be a, a an interesting host to really dig in with for for a symbiote. Yeah. All right, so I think now's a great time to shift over to the co-host and community questions. Let's start with a question from co-host Carlos, Twitter handle at BlackFlameF50. He says, Hi Cullen, been a fan of your work since Venom number 23, when you first took over the series. Now that you've been writing the biggest Venom story of the summer, who would you say is your favorite Venomized character in the whole story arc and why? Um, so in the whole Venomverse story arc, yes, uh, it's easy for me to say Mania because she's always <laughs> going to probably be my favorite. But yeah. uh, and and she is I, she's a lot of fun in this series. I you know she she's obviously not the star of the series, but she gets to interact with the other characters in some nice ways, uh, and I think she brings an interesting dynamic to the to the book. Uh, and I'm I also think it would be cheating for me to say Eddie. Yeah, surprised me. the the character that surprised me that I liked so much is Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> um, I you know I, I like the character of Rocket, but I didn't realize uh, how much I would like him as uh, as the, as a Venom host. Yeah, and and how much I would like him in this story. He plays a you know he plays a significant role in the story, and uh, I feel like he's a little bit of a tra- again. I was able to work up sort of backstories for all these characters that I'm never going to at least um, at least in the confines of this miniseries I don't get to 
to tell you those backstories. Yeah. And, and Rocket has sort of an interesting, really tragic backstory that comes across, I hope, in his character. It, it's stuff that you just kind of have to accept that, okay, this character has some sort of, you know, some tragic, tragic stuff in his past, and uh, it's turned him into this version of, of Rocket Venom. Um, but he's been a lot of fun for, for me in this series. Great. Um, yeah, because we only saw like a brief bit of a venomized rocket back when Bendis was writing uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy during the Planet of the Symbiote story arc when right. Venom was just host-hopping the Guardians of the, Gar- of the Galaxy. And we saw only a brief little bit of that, and we could see you know, how dangerous the Venom symbiote could be on, da- on Rocket Raccoon. You know, yeah. You know, he's in the vents. <laughs> right. Um, so, another co-host question is from Tyler, uh, Twitter handle Kalish Arbiter. He says, based on your description of the symbiote, of the poisons, it sounds like they would target all symbiotes, not just Venom. Is there any reason that this is Venomverse instead of Symbioteverse, featuring fanfages such as Toxin, Scorn, and Anti-Venom, especially now that we know from a recent solicitation that Carnage will be involved. And I know you answered some of this before, but... That's all right. Do we know? What solicit are you talking about? I is think, that, that I think it's solicited? Number, I think it's number four, I believe. The, I, don't know what you, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, but... <laughs> um, there is... There's a reason that... Ven- First of all, uh, I think we can all understand that from a business and marketing point of view... Venomverse is hopefully going to sell better than Symbioteverse yeah. as a title. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, there's a reason in this story that it's Venom symbiotes, and and you'll see what the reason is. Uh, uh, pretty early on, not necessarily first issue, you'll find out. But there's a reason that Venom symbiotes are the are the main players in this story. Uh, could it have been? Uh, focused on every symbiote it absolutely could have and there were there were versions of of this story when when we were uh when i was kind of putting the initial you know conceptual i was originally conceptualizing the story there were absolutely versions that dealt with symbiotes across the board there were versions that dealt with spider slayers that you mentioned earlier Ah. there were there were tons of different versions but uh but we kind of you know hammered the story out to to what you're going to get here and there, there's absolutely a reason that it's it's focused on Venoms, but you'll have to see what that is as the story unfolds. All right. And our last co-host question comes from John, Twitter handle, at Venom Knight. As an Agent Venom and Mania fan, I'm ecstatic to see them in the previews for Venomverse. Were these personal editions, and what kind of role will they have in Venomverse? Um, so the entire cast that was put up there, it was it was a cast I suggested um, for the most part. There were a couple of characters because as this was going on, uh, they were getting stories in. As as, the, as I was developing this story, they were getting stories in for uh, Edge of Venomverse, and there were some characters who appeared on uh, variant covers. I guess like there were, the Ghost Rider Venom yeah. was on a variant cover and stuff like that. So I pulled characters from those variant covers. I wanted those to be I wanted those to, to be major players in the story, and then I was able to add a few others that uh, that I thought would be you know great yeah uh, additions in some way or another. So that's where Mania, that's where Agent Venom comes from. Um, 
they you know they each have a a role to play. The Mania Mania has the you know of those two. If you mention Agent Venom and Mania, Mania has the bigger the bigger role to play. Uh, I try to give each of the characters that you see there some you know some screen time or some page time and and make sure that you can uh, enjoy those characters. Uh, but uh, I will tell you that um, not everybody's going to make it through this one. It's uh, the, those that cast that you see on that double page spread is gonna you know it's gonna be much smaller by the end of the story. All right. Okay. Um, before I move on to the next question, uh, I just wanted to see. I know this might be a bit spoiler spoilery for you to reveal or anything, but uh, regarding the Agent Venom and Mania that we have seen, um, for sure we know that that Agent Venom is not our main universe Flash Thompson. That has right. to be an alternate. But how about the mania? I don't think it's you know maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but I'll go ahead. It's mania from our universe. Yes. It is main universe mania. Oh, so, that's uh, great. There are there are two characters uh, that that are that are you know starring role, and it is. Oh, you're you're cutting out there a bit. Oh, yeah. It sorry. Uh, it is mania. It, it, it's it's Andy and Eddie. Those characters are from the main Marvel universe. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, that's something we've been tackling this entire time. Is like because you know Mania is connected to Venom. It's it's the the, the she Venom clone from uh from Daniel Way's series. So it's like you know that if Venom's getting pulled into Venomverse, Mania you know logically yeah. should be getting pulled in as well. So that's fantastic. Yeah, the, the the Agent Venom obviously isn't because he currently doesn't have the Venom symbiote. Yes. So you know uh, he's from another world. And, the, and but, I can already uh, think of you know how interesting that dynamic will be. You know our universe may meeting up with this alternate universe Agent Venom. You know how familiar she, she may be with him. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so now we have a question from Venomaniac Asura from TVS. Uh, since some of, uh, since some incarnations of Venom are wholly heroic, uh, including Symbiote Spider-Man, Flash Thompson, and Agent, uh, well, as Agent Venom or Space Knight Venom, and others are wholly villainous, including Ultimate Venom, Matt Gargan, um, how much infighting can we expect to see? Uh, there is there's some infighting between between these these characters for sure, um, but uh, but it's also they're in a situation where they have to put some of that behind them pretty quickly, um, and and the main cast for the most part is is heroic, but uh, you know that said, you know keep in mind that um, you know we see we've seen. Several, you know, several venoms right there, but uh, and they're all heroic characters for the most part. Uh, but you can't, you can imagine that if they're you're spanning the the multiverse, there's got to be some non-heroic symbiote characters out there as well. Yeah. and and we are going to be be dealing with some of that too. Interesting. And uh, TBS Venomaniac Eddie Smollett, awesome username by the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> yeah. He asks, uh, or she asks, I don't know who it is, he or she. Um, during the Agent Venom run, you and other creators dug into symbiote lore quite a bit. 
can we expect more of the same in Venomverse? Yeah, to some degree. Um, it's it's. I'm not going to get as as deep into it necessarily as we would have in in a Venom series. Uh, this is more a matter of it. It cert- it it absolutely builds. It adds something new to the the Venom mythos, I think. And and but uh, but I'm not going to to be digging in a huge way into like the the history or where the you know uh, any more from where the the Clintar came from and stuff like that. Although, believe me, there's there's some there's some interesting interesting developments on the horizon. Great, great. All right. I think that's about time to wrap things up. You can check out Venomverse by Colin Bunn and Ivan Coelho uh, beginning September 6, 2017. And before we go, a special note. Get pumped for the biggest symbiote event of the summer by listening to the official Venomverse Spotify playlist. Marvel, Mu- uh, Marvel Music curated a fantastic, hard-rocking playlist of classics from the likes of Iron Maiden, ACDC, Metallica, Joe Satriani, Rob Zombie, and more artists to play along as you read Venomverse. Download Spotify and check out the official Venomverse playlist today. Thank you again to Cullen for guest hosting on this episode. It was a great pleasure having you on the podcast. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.